Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Turn of Foot with Nick Foot and Hugh Fitzpatrick. Um, uh, Nicholas Foot, it's great to have you back on the show. Good morning, Gareth. Studio. I was here last week, actually, but yeah, you're, but no, you're first good. first time I get to see you in person. Yeah, it's it is great. It's still too late to say Happy New Year. You're you're glistening this morning, Gareth. You've been you've got the Gold Coast sun into the Perth sun. Yeah, um, you're looking refreshed, mate. I feel a little bit out of whack today because I must have accidentally snapped my headphones. I don't know how I did that. I went I ran straight through them like Dermot Brett and that Essendon Huddle. Um, I'm in a little bit of trouble from the text out the back. I don't know how I actually did that, but I apologize. Um, so I can hear people now. Hey, Huey, welcome to you. Um, this is Huey Fitzpatrick, ladies and gentlemen, the third wheel when it comes to turn a foot on getting up on a Wednesday. Um, have you enjoyed your week? Hey boys, good to be back. I've enjoyed my week. Yep. Now um, you were well. at the gym this morning, they tell me. No, last night. Oh, okay. Last, last night, brother. Night. Me and Jacko yep. were there. Throwing um, some metal around. Yeah. Get to, get to see you make your no. way down there since you started last year. I only do the saunas. Um, <laughs> let's get stuck into the show. 499 736 736 to join our conversation. 499 736 736. We start off with what caught our eye over the last week and who wants to kick off here? I may as well kick it yeah. off. I think I do most weeks, Gary. All right, then. But uh, look, something that's caught my eye is just 2023 just has, it hasn't been a great start for. Uh, racetracks and certain races so far this year. We've had the Werribee Barriers earlier on, still caught on course. We've had, obviously, Magic Millions, uh, the five mil of irrigation uh, costing us a meet up there. And then that sprinkler head went on holiday yesterday to Hamilton and we had a bit of an issue down there with the delay of the race. But probably the strangest of all, Gareth um, and Huey, would have to be, I think, the tumbleweeds at Murray Bridge. And... Uh, obviously the abandonment there of, of that meet on Saturday. And uh, I don't know if anyone caught the dot-com footage uh, of Terry McAuliffe and uh, John Kelton uh, speaking, but poor old Tezza got struck in the head with a tumbleweed on air. And I think uh, I think we've got some audio. On, um, we're just in this holding pattern. We are. The, the tumbleweeds are... Oh, they are coming from well, everywhere. This, this is one of the offending items. Now... I don't know if you saw that, Gareth, but he's yes. been he's been struck in the head. That's something that I'd probably refer to Michael Christian MRO with yeah, that. That's a few weeks. But that, that's a minimum too, I reckon. So um, Tez is an absolute professional and he just continued on like he does. But uh, something that certainly caught my eye across the weekend. The tumbleweeds, that'll do me. I thought I'd never see anything like that. And it's a first that a meeting had to be abandoned because of the tumbleweeds. Yeah, but the Hamilton one yesterday as well it was his first day, that poor track manager. He put, he yeah. put one sprinkler out, the next one will go 20 metres up. Yeah. Stiff. Just Stiff. turn the tap off, Huey. No. Oh. <laughs> Just turn the tap off. It's not that hard, really. Come on. Um, everyone's been a track manager the past seven days, haven't they? No, There's... it's quite ridiculous, really. Some people, like, you just think on social media. And social media can be great, and sometimes it can just be 
uh, an opportunity for people just to be complete. Like they don't understand what complete knobs they're being and what experts they think they are. It's telling, a cesspit. Let's be it honest. Is. It's telling everybody how they should <laughs> like how they should be able to run a racetrack and um, they know better and they know what grass they should put on and um, yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> they actually Unreal. know. Like people were debating what the weather bureau was doing. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't say that. They they were expecting this rain. So um, yeah, it was interesting commentary to say the least. Thing that caught my eye over the weekend was on Saturday when I couldn't believe Sky Racing One when it turned green. Like Sky Racing One's the red channel. Mate, that, um, that, I don't know about the green. They're taking the SEN track green. They have actually. Yeah. SEN track is flying that much these days. Sky Racing One has had to change <laughs> exactly. its. Exactly. Change the colour of its number one channel. It's doing all sorts for the yeah. OCD, I must I must yeah. admit. Let us know what you think. Do you like the green on Sky Racing 1, 499 736 736 So you've still got the blue channel, which is Sky 2. Um, I don't know what Thoroughbred Central is these days. I thought it was green. Because uh, purple. Is yeah. it purple? When it's I was purple. at Sky Racing, we always have a red tie, blue tie. And maybe the purple tie for the Central or Sky Thoroughbred. Mm. Um, so Does there you go. Has anyone ever watched Thoroughbred Central? Oh, I love it. Really? Yeah. Oh, big hunt, Gary. Big, big, big bad Gaz. Gaz <laughs> Harley. It's yeah. straight out of the form. So who, who, who would be your dream team TV combination? <laughs> well, I'm living it right now, aren't I, Gareth? Just in here. Well, this is radio. radio. That's this true. is radio. Oh, that's true. Well, Gaz Harley would have to be up there. So your form experts, Gaz Harley. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd have to be the Sultan, I'd say. The Sultan. All right, no. So Sultan let's start racing. with it. Let's Who's start with Let's start with the presenter. Jot okay. this down for social media, Jacko, because this would get everybody fired up. I like this. Well, the presenter would be TV, the great Terry Bailey. Terry Bailey, Terry yep, Bailey's my presenter. Yes. Do I get a I get a race caller? No uh, doubt. Correct. No. So we'll start with. So you've got. So you've got your presenter, Terry Bailey, mm-hmm. and then we'll go to. You get two form experts here. This is an extended coverage on a Saturday. All right. Well, I'm taking I'm taking the great man Dave Streelaw, the Sultan, yes. as my number one. You have to really as my number one form yep. analyst, no doubt. And then a backup. You don't want to go the same sort of from the same sort of breed. No. So we need to go a little bit more old Harley. school, like a Gaza Harley for sure. You would get him in him. there. I'm getting him in there straight out of because the... he does divide opinion a little bit. My mate, Gaz. Yeah, I think he reads straight out of the Newcastle Times when he uh, gets the paper. So you've got Gaz, He's TB great. and the Sultan. Yeah, I think that's an all-star. Rick Taylor says hello. That's yeah. an all-star line. Well, she's a host now. Yeah, she's, but she's no... been flying out in Perth. Correct. Um, we have to get her on, I think. I think Terry Perth. Bailey. Yeah, I think oh, Brittany's she, as good as she is. She's no Terry Bailey. Don't know about um, that. According to footy. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. So who's, who's, the, um, who's the pick of the yard? Pick of the yard would oh, it'd have to be Lizzie Jelfs. Okay. Yeah, the great um, Lizzie Jelfs. And who's doing the odds? Oh, I think just for the just for the haircut has to be the, the Nick Quinn, doesn't it? <laughs> yep, just so, rolling out the odds. Um, the, um, Felix is a, is it? I like the yeah, Felix von Hoff. I yeah. like the uh, yeah. I don't mind the batch, but I think Quinny's got a, a little bit more tenure on the board, so okay. I'm, I'm going with the experience. So Terry Bailey leads the charge. Yep. The Sultan and Gary Harley, and then you've got um, Lizzie Jelfs doing the yard. Yep, and, and, and Quinny on the odds. And Quinny on the odds. I think we've covered. Oh, who's the race caller? Oh, Matt Hill. Matt Hill, the one and only. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what sure. a sensational team! Well, Do you have one? Do you? No, that's 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 good. I just want Britt Taylor in there. She just she needs to okay. find a little spot. You were saying before, social media sort of. Well, I'd give you mine, don't I? Uh, do you want? To, have you got one? Yeah, I've got a, I've got my own TV team. Yeah, go on. 
I would have hosting. That's a difficult one. Um, who's, who are there? I would have Bertie Cooper. Mm. She can, she She's can. got good synergy with yeah, Maxie up there has. in Queensland. They, they, they're, they're a package though, I reckon, G-Man. They have to come together, Bernie and Maxie up there. Yeah, they do, don't they? They yeah. are. They are um, yeah, they're a package. I thought so. And then you've got Paul Joyce and mm. um, Kian. So um, who have I got? So I've got, so Bernie can be my host. Form experts. I like Ronnie Duffercy. I think oh, yeah. he's a star. Yeah. So he can be, and um, Hutchie. Yes. Um, Sultan's already working for you, so I can't have Sultan. Um, Good save. Pick of the yard can be Lizzie, of course. And Queenie. You get, you're not getting Jane or anyone in there for pick of the yard? Oh, Jane and Lizzie can. I'm going to China. Put, China out there in the provincial China just misses South out. Wales. Okay. She, <laughs> she just misses out. Um, I might have Johnny Scores. Oh, yeah. He's been pretty good in provincial New South Wales. And then um, Quiddy can be my foreman and my race caller. I'd have Darren McCauley and Matty Hill. Oh. Yeah, just swapping halfway through. Per, <laughs> like, each, everyone gets a furlong. Yeah, so Macca can call the first half, Hilly the second half, and then they can swap they that, over. They did that tag team in Queensland, didn't they, with the, uh, every furlong they yeah. changed Queensland I don't know if caller. it worked, did it? I liked it. Yeah. 0499736736. Let us know your dream team uh, TV combination when it comes to um, the racing coverage now. Best dream team gets a slab of Brickland. All right, then. If footy can organise that with his good mates good out at Bricklane. I'll eh? get my good mates over there at Bricklane to get yes. a slab out, G-Man. That's a good drop. 0499736736 to join our conversation. What caught your eye there, um, Huey? Now, you were saying before, like, social media sort of provides a platform for people to be a bit of, a bit like, knobs. And I've been away the past three weeks, and I've been keeping my tabs on you two. So yeah. both of you have caught my eye. And, Gareth, I'll go you off the top. Your behaviour on Saturday, you went to Perth for the Perth Cup. Mm. With Dana, um, the matching linen that mm. that found its way on the Insta story. Mm-hmm. The two of you, I'm not sure if you've seen it, footy. Mm. I, I, I actually, I comment. I sent, I sent Gareth a DM saying matchy matchies. That's very okay. cute. So, provide a bit of context to the listeners. Gareth and his beautiful partner Dana went up to the Perth Cup meeting on Saturday. I'm not sure if they wore the the matching linen clothing to the meeting, but it made its way on Instagram. And I think you better please explain because that was just appalling behaviour. I don't know about that. I liked it. I'm, yeah. I'm in your corner, G-Man. I thought it was cute. Anything else? You've had two weeks to come up with that bullshit. <laughs> now, <laughs> I've got... I've, <laughs> so that, 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 hit, that hit a nerve. <laughs> That's hit a nerve for the big dog. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Do we get that dump? That bullshit? <laughs> and footy. Footy's on, on my uh, radar yeah. as well. Yeah. So footy's been a barley recently. Yeah. And um, been posting his reels and stuff like that, which is brilliant. But... He's done with the old plane ticket first class Insta story. Oh, no. And that, that is just, that can get in the lay bin. So that caught my eye as well. It was seat 1A just for reference yeah. as well. Hey, well done. So that's caught my eye. People should should have um, should have um, appreciate and also embrace the success that Huey's been able to achieve in his life to get a 1A ticket. Thanks, mate. So well done. Um Text message is coming through. That's pretty good from you, Huey. Don't worry about changing colours on Sky. Just provide the coverage in high definition. That's from Big Wheels. A big Will. That is, that's yeah. a big dart, Will. I'm, yeah. I'm with you, mate. Don't worry about changing the colours and being fancy. HD everywhere. Don't mind the green on Sky 1 matches the tab green. That's very good, Jimmy. 
I'm a sicko, so I only bet on the blue cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> the green doesn't af- the green doesn't affect me. That's from slugs from Sydney. Oh, slugger. Slugs should get the <laughs> he deserves the slab after that text message. Yeah. Um he'll get his details down. Slugs. We're running out of time of um we've got to get through what caught our eye. Have you got another one for us? I think that's I think I've got one just quickly. This kick up organization, Vicky Leonard does a really good job and she is in marketing, of course. Um, based in Sydney, but she does some wonderful work for the sport of thoroughbred racing. She's got a great passion and she's put together this organization called kick up and she's funded it herself basically. And she probably, well, she does need a little bit of support from the industry because she's fighting the good fight by taking on those idiots to continue to protest and try and put this wonderful sport of thoroughbred racing and paint this awful picture with the facts that they're producing that are just simply not true. So she's fighting the fight. She's making sure that she tries to interrupt all the algorithms that they try and create on social media. So we get our story across and the story that um, shows how much these horses mean to the industry and the people involved. So well under Vicky, and I think we should support that organisation and get right behind it because um, we need to start fighting back. Where do we uh, where do we find Kick Up Racing, Jamie? We'll post a link on our on our Twitter, and we'll get around yep. we'll get around Vicky. Yeah, we'll do all Adios. that. So yeah, stick it up them. Yeah, we'll stick it up. Clowns. Like it. And Jacko will come in with some more details regarding that a little later on. But um, yeah, I think everybody, all racing fans, should get behind that because um, we do need to start fighting back. Eighteen minutes past eight in the east. This is Turner Foot on getting up on this Wednesday. We'll take a break and we'll come back. And Michael Brow, the CEO of the Mooney Valley Racing Club. Isn't far away. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is Turner Foot on this Wednesday. Um, so there's been a lot of feedback regarding your dream team TV team for a, a racing coverage. And I think most people. Uh, are on your side, footy. So well done. I've done pretty well considering yep. it was had to have been thought off the top of my head. No zero preparation. Time. Well, that's probably the best because then you don't try and think and try and please someone. You're just like, that's who great. are your favourite TV yep. um, people with the racing? I respect that. Yeah. Um, few SMSs coming through. Gareth, seeing you're the only reporter with a direct link to Jason Grimson's stable. Will you be interviewing him before the Ballarat Cup? Yes, we will. We'll have a chat to Jace. He's a harness racing trainer. He's a superstar as well. Just just a little bit of context for the listeners. I read that off air asking Gareth this question, and he goes, see, people only want to talk to me. That was his response. So that's the only reason. You, that was just self-indulgence reading get, that out. Don't be a flock. Um, the, now, James says his TV host is Hamish McLaughlin, pick of the yard, Lizzie Gels, form analyst. Now, I don't know if Mickey Gannon um, – is eligible for this because I haven't seen him on TV just yet. Have he you? He does his great tip off. Oh, does he? All right, then he counts. And Clint Hutchison and the race caller is Hutchie. Um, hey, G, on a serious note, mate, can you get someone from Sky to explain why they can't provide HD coverage on Sky 1 and 2? Bet can on Thoroughbred, um, Sky Thoroughbred Central. And is it likely to be upgraded to HD anytime in the near future? See if I can find that out. Um, I'm no technical expert. I don't know I if think, it'd be a cost factor. I think you've got the journalism skills to yeah. be able to <laughs> get to the bottom of that, though. Now, the interesting story yesterday was the suspension or disqualification for Tom Berry. Basically, he's out of the game until the end of the year. He was found guilty for 
in simpler terms, from taking a sling from a punter who didn't give the money to him but gave the money to his mum. Now, he pleaded not guilty to those serious charges, but racing New South Wales and their stewards found him guilty um, of breaking that racing law. So, um, Tommy Berry, I would imagine he will, he's going to appeal, so he will try and ride on a stay of proceedings and then try and get that suspension wiped or disqualification cut in half. So it's an interesting one because, Tommy, when you have a look at those races that um, it was what we were told that he tipped that punter into, there was nothing. There was nothing, There was no integrity issues with those, those races. Um, and he didn't want to accept the, the, the sling from that punter directly. And obviously he said, just give it to my mum. So, and then the steward said, that's not on. And they, and they, um, have disqualified him for the 11 months. And then he's got another four months, four weeks on top of that for using his phone, um, in the jockey's room. Um, but they had a look at the text messages, um, when he was using his phone in the, in the jockey's room. And then there was nothing to do with racing there. So it was just Tommy, Tommy, basically for me, and I, and I will stick up for Tommy every day of the week. Cause I think he's a good man. And, um, I don't think he's a man that would do anything wrong regarding an integrity issue when it comes to race. Now he's broken. Obviously the stewards believe that he shouldn't have, um, accepted that sling or told that punter to give that money to his mother. But he did nothing wrong with, with, um, from an integrity issue regarding um, those races that we're talking about. I think Tommy's probably been more naive than anything else. Um, and he's paid the ultimate penalty. So it'd be interesting to see what happens on appeal. Um, but he's not a crook, Tommy Berry. It's a big whack. It is a big a huge whack. Huge whack. But he's not a crook. And he's, it's just, as I said, he, he was just naive. I think in this situation, when you read the, read the stewards report, which has come out in the last 12 hours or so. So, um, yeah, you'll appeal and you'll continue to fight his name. But, um, yeah, I, he, I feel for Tommy Berry, but it I, is what it is. I don't know enough about this and the intricacies of this particular scenario to, to make comment, but I think it comes back G to the, the broader issue around, you know, gambling within your industry. And I, I heard Hawksy on this show the other day talk about, well, why shouldn't jockeys be allowed to, you know, back the, the mounts that they're riding and whatnot. But I think to clear the waters, it's just easier just to have a full cutoff. You can't be involved in the gambling side of this industry if you're involved in it. And I think that's the cleanest way to go about it if yeah. you want to have integrity and you don't want to have these issues because there's always going to be something that comes up that's going to to challenge, I guess, the, the fabric of the game. So um, it's a tough one. It's a difficult but, one because it's the pub test. Like if a jockey tipped you a horse having a having a drink in the pub and then you saw him the next day and you said, well, thanks for that, brother. We'll buy you a drink. Like if you write a winner for an owner. I know it's a little bit and, different not putting thousands into a bank account. But, but even still, like if you write a winner for an owner, surely the owner should be able to give you something. Yeah, that's, in, in that's allowed. That's yeah. allowed. Yeah. But if you're not the owner, it isn't allowed. You've yeah. got to get permission from the stewards. So it's a grey area. It's just it is on. a grey area. But mm. if my... My philosophy on all this is if Tommy is breaking the laws, if a jockey is breaking the laws by giving a horse, um, pulling up a horse and giving it no opportunity because they are getting money for doing that's that, that's, that's wrong. Pretty, they should be banned for life. Um, but when they're all riding the, the win and trying their best, 
I don't know. I, it, it like not doing anything wrong by anyone, mm. really. Um, so it's an interesting debate to have, but Tommy's appealing. I think he'll get that. I think he won't get off, but I think he'll get that suspension or disqualification cut in half at least. I think it's a big penalty to 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 get um, for, for the crime that he did. That's just my my personal opinion. 8.29, time for the news, and then we'll come back and catch up with Michael Brow, of course, from the Mooney Valley Racing Club, the CEO of the Valley. Done it all. Yeah, you're listening to Giddy Up with Gareth Hall on uh, this uh, Wednesday morning. It's 8.31, of course, in the East, 7.31 in Queensland and 5.31 in the West. Turn of foot with Gareth Hall, Nicholas Foote and Huey Fitzpatrick on this Wednesday morning. Well, some big news out of Racing Victoria yesterday saying that they want to uh, move the Cox Plate back to the end of November. It's a proposed move and they need the... Um, permission from, I guess, the Mooney Valley Turf Club and also the other race clubs in Melbourne for this change. And it did get everybody talking yesterday. And the CEO of the Mooney Valley Racing Club, Michael Brow, joins us here on Giddy Up on SEN Track on this Wednesday. Good morning to you, Michael. Gareth, good morning. Were you surprised by this press release from Racing Victoria yesterday? I was a little bit surprised. We'd had conversations prior to Christmas. Racing Victoria came to us with the proposal for the club to consider shifting the Cox Plate four weeks deeper into the spring to run it two weeks after the final day at the Flemington Carnival. We said that we were willing to consider a potential date change, but that Racing Victoria would need to come back to us with a compelling offer for us to agree to it. And we're still waiting to see what that compelling offer might look like. So when you say compelling offer, what are you looking for in that offer? There'd be a number of factors that we'd we'd want addressed. First off would be a significant prize money injection. It's currently at $5 million. And overnight again, the Ladbrokes Cox Plate has been awarded the Australia's Best Race title on the Long Jeans World's Best Race Awards Night, which was held in London. So we've come in equal 23rd across the world with a rating of a 120.25, the only race in Australia that surpassed 120 rating points. So we'd like to see the $5 million significantly increased. We're proposing also that the Manicato Stakes would sit on Cox Plate Day, uh, if it is on the 25th of November, which would see a, a complete reshuffle of our entire spring sprinting program. So possibly bring the Moyer Stakes onto what is currently the Cox Plate program on that Saturday between the Caulfield Cup and Derby Day. Uh, and key, of course, that the club retains that date in addition to getting that additional date at the end of November. Michael, it's Nick Foote here. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, is this just going to be a decision based solely on what's best for the Mooney Valley Race Club, or is the timing of the calendar, how it affects the overall flow of spring, and will that be taken into consideration, or will there be any sort of collaboration with the other race clubs as well? I know that Racing Victoria's had numerous discussions with both the VRC and the Melbourne Racing Club. The advice I've had is that the VRC is not keen to change any any part of their spring carnival. So that would start off with the Maccabi Diva Stakes in September, the Turnbull Stakes meeting in October, and then across the four days of the Melbourne Cup carnival. But of course there was big changes at Flemington for last year's carnival with the creation of 
the champion stakes meeting um, on that final Saturday. The Cantala stakes, of course, shifted from Derby Day across to, to seven days later. So the VRC's gone through and done done their changes and there was zero consultation from the VRC back to Mooney Valley and the Melbourne Racing Club. So I'm not sure that the VRC expects in return that they get a say in what we do. But we want to make sure that any changes that are made do deliver an overall net benefit for the Victorian racing industry and participants. Pleasing to see this morning that you know, leading trainers like Mick Price and Dave Eustace come out and say, if it does shift four weeks later, we'll still target it, particularly if it's got the additional prize money. Were you happy with the changes that the VRC put in place last year, Michael? Uh, I think they've given the, the final day an identity. Previously, it sort of hung its head on the, the family day concept, and they were drawing big crowds off that family day um, activation. But the creation of the champions meeting across the 1200, the 1600 and the 2000 has created the identity. But let's not think that the only challenge that we've got is coming north of the border. The VRC Flemington's five minutes down the road and they're on record as saying that they want the McKinnon stakes to match the Cox Plate in prize money at $5 million. So the threat is as much as yeah, one postcode over yeah. as it is coming out of Sydney. So moving the Cox Plate back, if you do decide to do that to the end of November, do you think that gives an opportunity for Peter Volandis and, I guess, for Steve Rossage and his team there at the VRC to really have a crack with the um, the champion stakes and, and make that a, um, a $5 million race or, or try and really compete with the Cox Plate? And do you think Volandis will make a move and go into that space that you vacate there in September or in October, I should say? I'm not going to try and predict what Peter Volandis may or may not do. Um, <laughs> And that's, that's half of the reason why we need to change the, the sprint program. The Everest, you know, we've been asking whether it's the Patent Committee, the ATC Racing New South Wales to lock the Everest in on a set date, which is Caulfield Guineas Day now, but it continues to float based on the NRL Grand Final. Uh, so often, four out of seven years, we find that the Everest stakes, or that the Everest is six days before the, the Manicato, so that's had a a negative impact on that race in recent years. So we'd want to pick up the Group 1 Moya. It's currently feeding into the Everest, but we'd put that on a week or two weeks after the Everest and then four weeks or two weeks into the Dali and then two weeks into the, the Manicato. Uh, the VRC with, with the McKinnon, they'd need Racing Victoria's support to increase that prize money. The McKinnon's gone from one to two to three pretty yeah. quickly. I don't know that the VRC's got the ammunition at the moment to increase it to five. So they'd need Racing Victoria support and we'd be encouraging Racing Victoria. But a 1,600-metre champion's mile and a 2,000-metre champion stakes at three million, that'd be great preliminary finals into the grand final being the, the Ladbrokes Cox Plate. Yeah, could you have that preliminary final four weeks out from the Cox Plate? But it's two weeks out. Oh, OK. I thought it was the latter part of November. Um, no, no, so, so the champion stakes, we're proposing we'd be two weeks after the oh, final okay. day at Flemington. Yep. So we're shifting four weeks from where we are today. Yeah, yep. I so apologise. Yep. Yeah, two weeks before the Cox Plate, you've got two great preliminary finals in a 1,600-metre and 2,000-metre weight for age race. Charlotte Mills, who was formerly with WA, um, obviously working for you now at, at Mooney Valley, um, has she had any phone calls from her 
former colleagues in WA with this maybe this proposed move of moving the Cox Plate because obviously that would hurt their carnival, Michael. I'm sure that she's in dialogue with the people back at Rawa, uh, and I know that. I, I, no, no, I know that Matt Welsh has yep. also had preliminary conversations as well. And you know, to be shifting Group One races, there needs to be support from the Patent Committee, and that's if the Patent Committee is still a thing. Um, yeah, it's well, certainly it been a toothless tiger. <laughs> it's been a toothless tiger the last five years, but you know, it, it'd be a little bit hypocritical for Victoria to have been. Um, Upset, of course, with some of the changes out in New South Wales, and then we go and do exactly the same, which impacts other other states' carnivals. So, we'll make sure that there's the right consultation, um, the right engagement with the key stakeholders. Uh, but I guess yesterday was Racing Victoria's first step in opening up that conversation with their media release. It'll be interesting. Last one before I let you go, Michael. Jared Waitley's been big on this um, that he wanted to move the carnival back. My opinion for racing is that. It gets a six-week window, a little bit like the cricket. It owns six weeks in, in the spring. Um, so when you have a look at what, if you if you do push back this Cox Plate, the spring carnival um, push back, um, say, and start in the middle part of October or, or towards the back end um, or the start of October for the spring carnival. So how would that all work in your eyes? Well, as I said, the, the Maccabi Diva meeting at Flemington, I understand, would stay the same. And I don't think that Caulfield's proposing any great changes, particularly across their two feature Saturdays. So what Racing Victoria is proposing here is to elongate the Spring Carnival by an additional two weeks here in Melbourne. And of course, then you'd roll into the, the key country cups after that, like we currently do. But on their research and on their modelling, they think that there is upside to push deeper into November where there is a bit of clear air. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, we're willing to consider it, but there needs to be a compelling offer put on the table. At the moment, it's certainly not a fait accompli that this change is happening. Um, the Mooney Valley Racing Club hasn't yet been put in a position where they've had to sit down and consider what's on the table. Uh, I'd imagine over the next four weeks, Racing Victoria will firm up their position and they'll come back to the club with an offer and we'll consider it and make a decision from there. When does this decision need to be made? Because you'll be selling, obviously, packages, etc. Everybody's got to be working out what they're doing in the spring, not only from a, a, a um, an owner's point of view, a trainer's point of view, but a lot of people start to plan their trip to get to Cox Plate weekend um, nice and early so they can get they get in the early flights, etc. Yeah, I think any changes that would be made would have to be finalised by the end of February. Yeah. That would give us all plenty of time to put the, the necessary steps in place to make sure it's a great success. Good on you, Michael. Thanks for your time. It's an interesting time in racing. And, um, yeah, good luck with whatever decision you make. Too good. Thank you, gentlemen. There's Michael Brough, the CEO of the Mooney Valley Racing Club. What do you think? Jeez, there's Has that. he sold you? I, if, if you're reading between the lines, do you think it'll happen or not? Uh I'm still on the fence. There's a lot of moving parts. It's a very complex issue and there's a lot of winners and losers that are yeah. going to come out of that. I think it's important to stay open-minded. Like I, I, I do love innovation and change yep. within the industry and I understand that people are terrified of it, but there's going to be some big losers out of that. Like at the moment, which I'm actually against is like when we finish champions day, we roll straight into that Cranbourne cup meet and Ballarat and we fall off a cliff in spring. Yep. So I'm real. I actually love the idea around keeping this, 
quality metropolitan Group One racing going. I, I think it's I think it's great because it's that time of the year where Victorians are free. There's no footy, whatever. They're going to get along. So yeah. I, I'm I'm all for that. But one of the big cons for me, G Man, that I think we lose is the historical side of the great game. And that's like from a form point of view. So someone that loves to study the form, generational form referencing is something that we fall into mm. all the time. And we see, oh, this horse went through the Cox Plate for the Melbourne Cup here and there. I think that's one part that we're going to lose from this when we, the more we fiddle around with these group ones and the scheduling. Let us know your thoughts. 0499736736. We'll take a break and we'll continue on turn of foot here on Giddy Up on this Wednesday. A few people were screaming when they were on social media on Saturday morning when this man, our old mate, Anthony Jupp, Juppy, um, was in a sauna naked and he's um, some, like, he's an interesting character, our man That's Juppy. a strong start. No, it is no a bad strong introduction. start. Um, he's, he's one of the great ambassadors for the sport of racing. He goes everywhere. He goes to every race meeting across the three coasts that he possibly can and he joins us now. Hello to you, Juppy. Thanks for your time. Morning, Gareth, Nick, you. Um, what inspired you to get into the spa to show off your sexy body to the world? <laughs> uh, well, I did myself a mischief the night before, Gareth. So uh, I went out and did a Palmer review with uh, the Southern District's leading trainer, Mitchell Beer. Yes. Which I, which I recorded for a bit of content. But it turns out if you don't have the audio jack plugged in, uh, you won't get any audio. So oh, no. I didn't have a lot of content. So at that stage, I thought, well, we might jump in the sauna and see if, see what happens there. And uh, it turns out the punters thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Jarpy, welcome along. We know about audio jacks. Uh, Gareth actually ripped one out of the wall with his Birkenstock here yeah. in the studio this morning. <laughs> um, mate, you talked about your Palmer review. Now, I'm a, uh, this is a first time engagement, but long time follower of yours, Juppie. And mm-hmm. I, I noticed that you've given Mario's a bit of a clip up there on the, uh, at Broad Beach, which is now you had some really good points. I love your reviews and, but in fairness, Juppie, ordering, ordering a Palmer at an Italian institution like, uh, Mario's is probably the equivalent to sending jungle edge to a 2,400 meter race on a firm too. So I'm yeah. interested in, in knowing what was the catalyst behind the order. Well, basically, I needed as you, there's two things that uh, I have an acquired taste for, which are pies and uh, and the parmesanas. <laughs> and I was led astray by the Google reviews. The pie review earlier earlier I did in the day at um, the bakery there, it was horrific. So we then followed up with Mario's because it was looked to be the best of a bad lot. Uh, often I'll put up on social if anyone's got any tips for a Palmer, especially. If, there's a race meeting involved. Just keep sending them through because I need the inspiration. So Mario's turned out to be the the best of a bad lot that I could find. And yeah, I caught my right whack there. Mario's, I thought I was staying just near Mario's. I thought they did pretty well. Um, they got a big menu, which is always concerned because when you've got a big menu, it's hard for the chef just to nail one of those items on the menu. Um, but Juppie, you travel around the country going to the different race meetings. What would be your top three race meetings that you attend? This is very easy. Uh, Warnable's my favourite week of the year. Yeah. Cairns Amateurs is Australia's, Australian Racing's best kept secret. Yes. And the third 
is where I went the other Monday to the Bort Trots of all places. Bort Trots. Bort. <laughs> yeah. I, we were up there the other uh, Monday. Yeah. And I've never seen a spread like like it put on by a volunteer club. Some of these small uh, central and northern Victorian trotting clubs do an absolutely unbelievable job. It's like the picnic clubs in the thoroughbreds. Most of them are all... Uh, um, community run and volunteer run, and often they have the absolute best best race course fare you'd ever find anywhere. All right, I'll jot that one down, the Bort Trots. Now, um, Huey wants to ask you a question about uh, one of your colleagues um, in Libby Hotwood, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to that question straight after this break here on Giddy Up on this Wednesday morning. There's some real love tracks coming yes. back. Is it Marvin Gaye or someone, is it? No, no. <laughs> you know who this is, doesn't it? Juppie, can you tell the boys who sings this? Tom Jones. Thank you. Of course it is. There we go. Um, Anthony Jupp Juppie joins us here on the show uh, on Giddy Up and Turn a Foot on this Wednesday morning. Huey, you got a question for your mate, Juppie. Juppie, thanks for joining us, mate. Now, what I've no got problem. for you, now your organisation's yep. absolutely flying at the moment, and one of your star tips is, is Libby Hopwood, and I'm sure our audience is familiar with her carry-on on Twitter. Um, she posted a tweet yesterday saying, would you be interested in more winning tips without the racy picks? Now, now the racy picks, what is, what's that website that she does? Um, and I, I know ta- only I fans. love Libby, only fans. Only yes. fans. So as a leader of the organisation, what was your advice for Libby? Would you want the more... You know, tips orientated or the more OnlyFans racy sort of picks because we know what we're we know what our preference is. Um, Libby's actually very good on OnlyFans. She's in the top point four percent in the country. Uh, so she's yeah. got. Don't a, you have any ideas after your sauna <laughs> experiment? No, well, see, Gareth, I've got a different pricing structure for mine. I charge by the kilo on OnlyFans. <laughs> so, so yes. So, yeah, Libby's absolutely airborne on uh, on OnlyFans. And she, I think she was just trying to trying to get just a little bit of an insight into what sort of the punters want. Um, and I, I think it'll be a mixture of both. I think it'll continue being that. Okay, so basically you're telling her to stick to OnlyFans, Juppie. Well, she tips plenty of winners too. I know um, we worked at the call of the card. And um, we were very lucky. We sort of kept our foot on the winner of the Melbourne Cup there in Gold Trip. And when I did the um, the printout of the results, I saw there was – I laid it to one person. Yes, yeah, sure. And I said to my little mate Knackers. Go, sorry, mate. I said to my little mate Knackers. I said, I, I said to little, my little mate Knackers, Nat Hinkley, I said, who did we lay this to? I don't remember laying it. She goes, that was Libby. So Libby was too good. She backed the winner with us. She's a star footy. Her tips are a sensational, Libby. I worked with her when I was at Sky, and she is a gun. Yeah, well – Clearly, the... We can't afford her on Giddy Up, otherwise we would. <laughs> I, do, I do respect that you're following a similar business model there with the shirt off in the sauna, Juppie, and um, all the best with it, and I hope you have as much success as Libby, mate. Right, new year, new me. We're, uh, we're in there, we're exercising, we're, we're cutting down on the palmers and pies and trying to drink a little bit less, but it's very t- tough when you get to my age. Now, Juppie, um, do you have a winner for us as we say goodbye? Oh, yes, I'm glad you asked, Gareth. Yes. Because uh, it's the middle of the week, which means that the, the WNBL round starts tonight. So I've got two cracking bets there. Uh, tonight, you can have the Southside Flyers minus nine and a half yes. into SEN's own Bendigo Spirit, and I'll be there tomorrow night. 
minus 12 and a half. You can take those two in a double. I can't see either of them getting beat. All right, then you can be our regular expert on the WNBL. <laughs> yes. Now, Juppie, before you I'm go, the, the text line's gone off here. They want your three best Palmers in Australia. We've had about 10 texts, eh? So uh, go quickly. Hardy, Hardyman's in Kensington. The Drover's Arms at Gornong. Mm-hmm. And the Three Crowns in North Melbourne. Boom, we'll I get them it. up on Twitter. Hey, Juppie, I think you've replaced Mitchell Beer for a regular spot on this show. Um, well done, and um, we'll catch up with you down the track, son. See you, mate. Thanks for making the change too, Juppy. We appreciate it. Thanks, Jumpstart. <laughs> no you. way. Avoid the strip-out punters. Yes, there. <laughs> <laughs> Time for the news. Welcome back to Giddy Up 0499736736 to join the conversation. Um, once they do all the re- redevelopments of Mooney Valley on the track, of course, at the Valley, doesn't all your historical form lines go out the window anyway, footy? I, sorry, I didn't catch that. I, I said once on. they do all the renovations at Mooney Valley, doesn't your historical form lines go out the window anyway? Not a bad shout. Yeah. I'd still at least still got the order. Correct. Has Juppie considered doing a jockey's diet review? Perhaps he could go on a diet of deep fried packets of air. That's a bit harsh. And put a padlock on the fridge. A bit harsh. Um, that won't be happening. Braden says, the question would just you follow, um, I don't know if I can read that out, Braden. We need tags on OnlyFans. <laughs> That's Braden as well. Yeah. With our audience, you've got to read, pre-read the text messages and get really caught would, out. Can I just make a comment too? Yep. And this is backtracking. Gareth, earlier you asked, what was that platform again, Huey? You're like, you're pretending you don't know what OnlyFans is, Gareth. Give us a spell. Yeah, OnlyFans. You're one of the biggest... <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw like I, I just googled it then. Oh, <laughs> Keep that away from Dana. Yeah. Delete that history before you get home. Now we need that best text message. So who anything jumping out here is Slugs, the Sicko Slugs. Is he, yeah, Slug wins it clearly. He slugs by the straight. Um, and Huey made a really good. Uh, not Huey, I should say. Footy made a really good observation the other day. So why has it taken so long? He didn't know. He didn't know that Tab caught Bone Sky Racing. But he goes, if that's the case, how come it took them so long? Um, to make Sky Racing One their money channel green, when they're being in red, basically giving Ladbrokes a free kick up, you would imagine. It's, so it's marketing one hundred and one. Yeah. I would I would have thought, G man. Well, bet three six five. We'll call it now. Sky Racing One with the green. Might be what they're scared of. Yes, hundred percent. The world's greatest online bookmaker. Yes. Mm-hmm. Make sure you gamble responsibly. One eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. Hey, do you have a winner for us at Sandown? Because um, we're about to do the bag of tips, but that meeting has been. Heard a little bit with scratchings. Yeah, I, I do. I, I've, my tips have been heard a little bit with scratching. I'm, I'm three down to one, but my best bet has survived. And that comes in race five at Sandown, number six, Black Max. And just a real eye catcher at Geelong when first up and drew wide in a biggish field. And, and Bo Mertens had no choice but to take his medicine that day. And uh, when he got clear, he absolutely thundered home. So steps to 1,400 metres here. Damien Oliver goes on and won't be as far away in the run today. And... After scratchings, I think you can get about two bucks forty on bet three six five. That'll do us for the uh, best bet. That's race five number six. And Huey's come up with the most informed tipster of the week, and we give our three votes who we thought's been best on ground. Huey, and I think Mickey Gannon gets the vote this hashtag week. Hashtag pay up. If hashtag pay up. Hashtag pay and head wobbling. Hashtag pay up is one of the great. Self-promoting it's, tools of all time from our man, Mickey Gannon. Those Twitter trends and pay-ups just on there now. So no, yeah. keep paying us up. It's great. I, I look through his Twitter feed, Mickey Gannon, and I don't, I don't, think, he's, um, I don't think he's back to loser since no. he's given up golf. <laughs> no, he's on fire. He should get on OnlyFans. I would pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a little golf swing. Yes. I like it. A, a naked golf swing. That could play. <laughs> 
bit so of you a... get naked on OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting out of here. You're so innocent. Uh, thanks that's, for that. That's footy. about me done. Thanks. For, <laughs> see you, legends. Look at Pato with a big grin on his face. <laughs> uh, we're going to get a picture of Pato, our Pato operator. He, uh, he knows what OnlyFans is. I can tell in his eyes. Um, good on you, Huey. Good on you, Cheers, boys. Woody. Good to be back. How's yeah. umpiring going? It's great. We're off to our camp tomorrow. We're we, off to uh, off to Coffs Harbour for a few oh. few days. Would that be uh, like the band camp of American Pie, no, like where they play the music? I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. I'm going to cut a couple of uh, laps of the town now. Is it? Like cramming for the camp. How many minutes per K do you do? Oh, depends. Like I'm about four thirty at the moment. North, yeah, we could walk up together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break and we'll come back with a bag of tips on that note.